This episode of the Shit Dad Podcast is brought to you by Black Property Group. If you're turned off by the stereotypical real estate experience, get to know Ant and the team. Whether you're looking to upgrade in the future or get into your dream home now, look no further than Black Property Group. Find them on www.blackpg.com.au and we hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day, and thanks for joining us at the Shit Dad Podcast, where we try to change you from lad to quintessential Aussie dad while celebrating the fatherhood wins and bins that come with it. I'm Nick. I'm Cam. And I'm Dave. And we thank you once again for taking the time out of your busy days to have a listen and share your fatherhood stories. This episode, we'd love to touch on what you're telling your kids about Australia Day. Uh, We're pretty conservative because it is a pretty contentious issue, uh, and there's really some things that have to be addressed above our pay grade. But first... I want to talk to you boys about the difference between parent, seeing parents at the shops on school holidays and seeing parents walk their kids into school on the first days back at school. <laughs> there is, is a friggin' spring in the step, hey. Can you hear that song? Sunshine, lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely see it on their face. Yeah. Oh, I caught up with so many parents over the school holidays so the kids could have a play and just the demeanour of parents on the first day back is just something else. Everyone's just so chipper. The conversation's bright, bubbly and the, like without even noticing, like I'm sitting there going, you are so fucking happy your kids are back. Like, <laughs> I like, I'm going to one. work, yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. Oh. Then you, you see all the teachers there. And they're all like doing the pretend happy face. It's so great to <laughs> oh, see you guys. Hundred percent. Oh my fucking holidays! <laughs> <laughs> Whoever did the uh, the fake uh, welcome back to school emails, like kudos <laughs> to them because they made it sound like it was legit. That would the, the teachers were just over the moon to have everyone back, and I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, oh, <laughs> no way!" It's just a, hey, look, it's a ten week sprint. All right, got it. Ten weeks. <laughs> right, ten weeks. Already got the end in sight. <laughs> ten weeks. <laughs> well, room set up, Dave. Ready to go? I think so. Yeah, you're back yeah. tomorrow, aren't you? Yep. Which is Tuesday because all the private school kids get that extra day off because they're just better than everyone else and they yeah. know it. Yep. You pay nice. more than you go to school less. <laughs> that is the dream. That doesn't make for the sense. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not the parents. No. Yep. Uh, yep. Room set up. I work with two very controlling people who need it a certain way. I'm like, mm-hmm. just do whatever you need to do. Do they oh. do it though? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Cool. I literally just set up my little teacher pod, which is like a little desk on wheels. Yeah. And like, what are you doing? I'm like, just setting up this. I always imagined your teacher pod would be in the corner and a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just moves wherever the comfiest seat is. <laughs> or in the corner, hiding. <laughs> you got shit dad stickers all over it? <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's on the car. And so every time I reverse it in, and we go to the hall for assembly. Everyone has to walk past it to see that sticker. <laughs> yes, that's good. Mm, My good. wife always complains about the shit that sticker on the car um, because she works at a primary school and I'm like, so they can't read ish yet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm trying to sell shirts to parents. <laughs> I'm in the front in the booth. Like, hey, guys. Hey. Oh, it's no dad. Hey, buy this for your husband for Father's Day. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Speaking of, we've got a, a few extra shirts left over. we got got um, XL, 2XL and 3XL. So Only a few left. Plus. Side daddios, yep. get into it. Only twenty bucks plus P and H. Yeah, of course. Mm. Of course. <laughs> Handle and ain't free. <laughs> or we'll drop it to your house. You do. Well, look, we'll drop it to your house, and if you have a beer there for us, you'll probably get all three of us. Hundred <laughs> percent, exactly. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, boys. Anyone had a good dad injury lately? <sighs> like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like not the the odd stub toe or like head into the range hood or anything. I'm talking, talking about, about like, like on the workbench. Yeah. Whatever. Could be. Good. Congrats if it is. Yeah. Well, no. Nah. You're looking at the right. The only one I've had recently, I, I, in the middle of the night at the in-laws over Christmas, I kicked uh, a wooden bed and it, it hurt like an absolute. Did you wake everyone up in the groan? Yeah, I, I did. I did swear very loudly, and then a month went by, and then all of a sudden was getting pain in the foot. Went to the physio, and he's like, "Oh yeah, one of your little, you know, bricks is out of the archway here. Crack it back in. Good as new." What? Yeah, oh really? Yeah, yeah, he's one of those amazing ones. 
I think he's a physio, Kari. I always get confused well. with that. Anyway, he's one of those guys that just crunches but things back into place and it works again. Jeez, one of your wheels had no bearings. Yep. Holy crap. Yep. That's unreal. Mm. No, nah, I mean, Ingron toe that I pulled out myself. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's crazy. Did, did you show someone? <laughs> so what proud. do you mean? Are you doing it? Like, you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> the missus there watching. It's like, you're right. I'm like, eh, it's I'm, bleeding a little bit. I'm brave. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I've had big six boy beers. Day. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's going to hurt. I don't care. And now I've just got half a ton now. Actually, speaking of, Dave, before mm. we get to dad jokes, yep. I heard a really good one, Dave related. <laughs> what um, what do you call David who lost his ID? Dav. Actually, do you know how many times I go and like when you're the coffee, what's your name? Dave. And then they call it, hey, Dav. <laughs> Dav. I'm Indian. Fucking Dav. Like, no, Dave has an E because <laughs> A says its name. Got it? <laughs> Um, back to the the dad injuries, boys. Yeah. Mine actually comes from training in the anytime fitness. Griffin, oh, a bit plug. of a flex there, little, yeah. little flex, flex oh, under plug. Yeah, you go to the gym now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it came training with Dave himself, Dav himself, and um, <laughs> good old Dav. Try try the old back squats, and I did what I normally do and just try and lift what I used to lift and <laughs> not, straight not, straight into not it. Work like, up to it. Nah, uh, like it was a warm up, warm up. And then a little bit heavier, a little bit heavier. And then on the little bit heavier, I was just like, oh, yeah, that didn't feel great, eh, Dav? And all of a sudden, my back's fucked for a week. Oh, no. It was no good. <laughs> I was sitting on the bench. We're trying to do maxes. We're just testing ourselves. And yeah. this minute, I'm like, I've washed over the squats. Like, well, that looks a bit awkward. Bench is about to buckle. <laughs> <laughs> just this minute, like, nah, I'm no good to do it anymore. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. Is it all right now or is it still Oh, it's bad? getting there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was just sort of. Hoping that there wasn't anything um, too strenuous at work, like it would have been all right. But anyway, away from the uh, the compo side of things, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I didn't realise like when you cook your lower back or like when it's you, you sort of strain it, how much it affects your like f- ability to father. Oh yeah, mm. it's all just bending over and like, lifting things up awkwardly. Bend, lift, yeah. shuffle things with your feet. Yep. Like like, have you ever tried to drag something with your feet with cooked like? First of all, like the last six months has been my groin, so I couldn't drag anything with my foot. Groin's good now, so I drag stuff with my foot and I'm like, yeah, I can do this now. I'm a big man. <laughs> big man bends. Watch me, dad, yeah. guys. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'll cook my back and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I can't do that again. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I've told you guys 90% of my parenting is with my feet. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um, you do have monkey feet. Yeah, and picking things up. But that was you, that was generally because I had to stop bending over for a while <laughs> <laughs> so because of the back, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that what we do as dads, yes, I know we mums do this stuff too, but had to pick up a few last minute things for the school, for the classroom. I had both girls with me, one in the pram, four-year-old's walking, almost four-year-old. Oh, just, can you put me up on your shoulders? Can't you just hop on that skateboard thing that this pram has or sit on the front of the pram? Yeah, that we paid an extra 150 (laughs) bucks for, yeah. No, 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 I want to hop on your shoulders. Uh, yep, okay, well, I can't hold on to you because I'm pushing a pram and carrying some shopping. So, anyway, <laughs> some of my shoulders push If you fall, it's your own <laughs> fault. Like, hold on. Like, I kind of want to get down, Dad. It's really rocky up here. I'm like, yeah, it's because yeah. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm told you so. I told you, but anyway. Dad jokes. All right. Reckon there should be a millennial version of Monopoly where you just travel around the board paying rent and never able to buy anything. <laughs> 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 That's cool, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I went to the bookstore today, saw that they had a book, How to Solve 50% of Your Problems. So I bought two. (laughs) What's the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer? Uh, Taste. The taste. (laughs) (laughs) Was that actually awesome? (laughs) Oh, that's good. I've got one more. Let's Mm. do it. I just didn't want to put you on. I won't guess this time. What does the sign, sign on... Hold on. What does the sign-on and out-of-business brothel say? <laughs> no. What? Beat it. We're closed. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that is Ooh. good. I like these recent ones of yours, Cam. Mm. Yeah, I found another website. <laughs> 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 Was it 69 Dirtiest Dad Jokes? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, don't forget, we mention, we mention it all the time, but please get in touch with us at the pod, shitdadpod at gmail.com. Whatever you're doing, stop it and just flick us a note with some interesting story or a dad hack or anything, questions you'd like us to cover on the pod, please send it through. 
Oh, or you can hit us up at Shit Dad Pod on Instagram, the Shit Dad Podcast on Facebook, uh, and of course that group chat we've got going, the Shit Daddery Booster Yarn, a private chat, but anyone can join. Uh, we've had our 100th member over mm. this week as well, yeah, so that's cool. been good, and some great content coming yeah. through. Yeah. Um, so keep it coming through, guys. Obviously, uh, if you are listening to this in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever. Make sure you jump in right now, add in a five-star review. It's super easy. Find the pod in the app, scroll down, click on the five stars and you've done it. It's instant. Uh, or leave a review and just say something nice about us. We'd love to hear that. And no of course, shit ones. No, only good reviews, five stars. And uh, of course, uh, the merch that we've got, those shirts and stubby coolers. Don't forget about those. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Black Property Group. If you're looking for a real estate partner in North Brisbane, get in touch with Ant and the team. That was really efficient. Thank mm. you. I enjoyed that. I think we should leave it up. We're getting better. Let's wrap it there. <laughs> it was great to uh, listen to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of the Instagram page, getting in touch with us at shitdadpod uh, on Instagram, we had someone send in a absolute belter of a dad story. Um, David sent in, so my six-year-old wanted to cook tacos for dinner. I already, I'm just, my, my anxiety is just going through <laughs> the roof. He was doing pretty well uh, and supervised around the stove and the knife chopping and cooking. I like cooking, so it's good to pass on the skills. Everything, uh, oh, geez, I'm trying to read this and it's just like there's typos. I just can't deal with it. <laughs> nah, but, but thanks, David. Everything's prepared. Everything's prepared. Tacos are heated out of the oven. Meat is served. I tell my son to prep the salad uh, while I wash my hands. I come back. He's so proud, man. The look on his face, proud dad moment. Six-year-old, can I make your taco, dad? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, son. He puts it all together for me and hands it to me like it's the greatest gift from God, which it is. Uh, I take a massive bite and nearly broke my tooth. Now, at this point, my son's looking at me like he needs my approval. Buddy, this is amazing. His smile is both relief and adoration. While I turn away and take a piece of green texture out of my mouth (laughs) and continue to eat the rest. The, rep- the recipe said add greens for texture. He read it as add a green texture. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. And I've just realized no one sent that in. That was a uh, social shit diary. That's something I saw on, um, I think it was Dad's Community oh, on Facebook. That is awesome. So, yeah, How good. Far out. That's phenomenal. That's probably my favorite dad story for a while. Hey? Good on him for following the recipe. Green yeah. texture. Yeah. yeah he's That's six really and he's like reading the recipe himself. He's doing all those skills. Oh. Mate, hats off. Well done, buddy. I must say, uh, my seven-year-old has all of a sudden taken a, a um, taken a, a shine to cooking as well because mm. he sees me in the kitchen cooking all the time. Mm. So he's like, "Oh, Dad, give us a look, give us a look at that. I want to, I want a bar of it." Can be just simple things, hey. Just like chop this up with the little uh, kid knife. Those are pretty yeah. easy for them to use. Yeah, uh, and they love it. Look, I think it's great, except for when I don't want to make a mess. <laughs> then it's like, <laughs> "Can I help cook?" No. 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 Why? Because it's flour and it's egg. <laughs> and it's, but yeah, I, and I want to keep I, my sanity. I won't make a mess. <laughs> yeah. yeah you can, you can hold this stirrer while I hold it too and the bowl. <laughs> one, one stir. Okay, you're done. <laughs> this is morning. I have not had any beers, so I'm not <laughs> saying yes to anything. All right. We're keen to get into the chew yep, for the week. So, with this week being um, Australia Day, so by the time you listen to this, Australia Day will be tomorrow. Because um, obviously everyone listens on Wednesday when I we're releasing. I think you mean tomorrow, but keep going. Tomorrow, yeah. Um, I posed the question to uh, one of my favourite Facebook groups, the Australian Dads Network, uh, the Dads Only Yarn Barn. So get on board with them. Those boys are doing phenomenal things for men's health um, over in based over in WA, but it's Australia wide. Um, and the boys on there are very active, mm-hmm. and the advice is awesome. Um, so I posted one thing, and I got like fifty comments. So. Uh, here's a question for you, fellas. With all the debate the last few years about Australia Day and what it means, what do you teach your kids about it, if anything at all? And I had to edit. To clarify, I couldn't care less. It's just another day and I reckon it's worth teaching the kids about the history of Australia all year round. Can I re-clarify that clarification? (laughs) Yes. There was so much debate on that thread that I was just like, I have to just say that I'm not trying to start trouble here. Yeah, yeah. I do actually care, um, but I think it's and it, and I think it's important to teach our kids some things. But we'll get into that soon. But um, I was interested to hear some of the some of the answers back, and I'd love to hear your your boys' response on on what you're going to teach your kids in the future. 
and your sort of view on it all. But I'll read out two or three. Um, the top top three. Uh, well, that date in history is the day of invasion and massacre of the oldest living people. Why would you want to celebrate that? Why can't the date be changed if all we are celebrating is our beautiful country? I'll celebrate again when the date is changed to a date my people weren't massacred and enslaved. Cheers. Straight up off the bat, I was like, okay, we're going to have to make a little edit on the post now. <laughs> yeah. And I love the passion. Yeah, and it's good to get the different perspectives. Exactly, and it's really important. So, um, But then there's guys who come on. Uh, my boys have both Camilla Roy blood. Apologies if I've pronounced that wrong. Camilla Roy, uh, yep. Camilla Roy, um, blood on their mother's side and 1788 convict blood on my side. Is that English blood? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so we usually talk about the history of the day from both sides and treat it as a day of remembrance. Then I have a beer and cook some lamb in my Mario Kart Havianas and Canberra Raiders budgie smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I'll get one of the other good ones. Um, uh, good question, Nick. Thanks very much, by the way. Uh, it comes up a lot this time of year. My kiddo is a bit young, just four, um, so I haven't had a big chat with him. However, I reckon I'll end up explaining both the First Nation as well as colonial perspective with a heavy emphasis on explaining reparation and unification. Currently, we do some bedtime reading that includes books with First Nation authors as well as some Dreamtime tales. Wow. That's my favourite mm. comment because um, as far – like I'll just read the three. If you want to uh, get involved and read more, jump onto the ADN because, like I said, best best Facebook page around for dads um, apart from the shit daddery boost yarn, obviously, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think it's really important to be teaching the kids about it without sort of making them feel like they owe anything. Yeah, it's um, and it's interesting to, to see that uh, it's not surprising the response that you got because mm. it is such a divisive thing. Isn't it? Yeah. I was, I was talking to a few people about this, not this topic, but just in, in general Australia Day at Work uh, this week because I don't know about you, but this year there doesn't seem to have been as much in the media around the whole change, the date, around the debate, no. around the different sides. And I don't know if that's because because it's been so heavily in the media in the last few years. Yeah. People are kind of, you know, more and more accustomed to, you know, the discussion and things like that. Um, but what I've also noticed is that especially uh, Amnesty and I think Clothing the Gaps, which is a uh, First Nations um, fashion company as well. Clothing the Gaps. Um, clothing, clothing the Gaps, yeah. yeah. Um, they have come out and said they're not going to try and petition to change the date anymore. They said there is no date that they're going to be happy with essentially. Yeah. Um, it's, and they want to change the conversation to, you know, what can we do, you know, to kind of bring people back together in the future, which mm. is which has been the disappointing thing, I guess, over the, the last couple of years. It has been so strongly divided. And so if it comes a time of year where you, I get people want to celebrate, but as well you're kind of like, oh, it's taken any enjoyment out of it because it's so divisive. So, you know, you don't enjoy that as much as with your kids or with your family or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of as your kids get older, you can – get them accustomed to different stories and different, you know, perspectives and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think my kids are young, old enough yet. They're still, you know, they still at daycare, you know, learn a little about the dream time and they can hear some stories on ABC kids and things like that. Yeah. Um, but as they get older, and I'm sure in school as well, yeah. there'll be a lot of kind of discussion around it too. So uh, for us, it'll just be, uh, we'll have to, you know, we get the option at work now to have the day off or to work, which is the oh, first wow. time ever that this Jeez. year that's happened. And a lot of people that I work with are going to just work because they, you know, they don't want to celebrate it. But for parents, your kids, it's a public holiday and your kids are at home. So you, yeah. you have to do something. You can't sit at home and say, I'm not, I'm not celebrating. I'm not doing anything. You have to do something with the kids. So cook lamb and your budgie smugglers. That's right. Mm. Mario, Mario, <laughs> Mario, 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 Mario <laughs> I think, um, like you, Cam, girls are too young at the moment to really dive into it all. <coughs> the teacher perspective for me is a lot of the stuff we do, we try to take that perspective in. How can we link it and stuff like that there? Um, and it's, when I say it's a hard topic, for someone, for me, I don't, you know, I don't want to be insulting to the, their heritage or anything like that. So I don't want to do it wrong. So yeah. I, I can't, if I'm... It's just so hard because I would hate to, because we got you know a good percentage of students who are, um, mm. who have you know, some percentage, 
know, of, of First Nations people in, in them. So it's a tough one because I don't want to be saying, hey, this is this perspective, hey, from a total white guy whose family heritage lines back to England, Ireland, Scotland, you know, um, with it. But we are trying to teach everyone more, you know, more perspectives and stuff of this and even the way you, you teach. Sit down, let's have a talk. Let's chat about it. Okay, now go off, you know, in their little groups and, you know, similar, taking some of that heritage that they've got there. Yeah. But mm. I like that last one where it's we do some stories from, yeah. you know, First Nations authors and stuff like that. I think I saw a, um, a quote where you have to give your culture, give away your culture to keep your culture or something along those lines. Yeah. It's basically you have to share your culture for it to continue on. Mm. And that's how they're doing it at the moment. Mm. I, I just love the fact that ABC's on board with the yeah. um, the Dreamtime stories Makes it a lot easier. on yeah. ABC Kids. Yeah. And it's exposing them to that culture a lot earlier, which they should. Like we're like we're descended from obviously Anglo Saxons, but also mm -hmm. from Indigenous Australians. And yeah. I think kids, like I am teaching my kids about it um, mainly through that sort of stuff, doing a little bit of research and like little youtube videos there's some really good youtube videos out like um about like aimed at seven-year-olds and yeah you know so it's really good um kids in school like from prep are being taught about indigenous culture and um how they're very community driven like we when we were talking to um mark fitstopper bobber mm -hmm. um very similar like they're very yeah, community yes. driven yeah. like it takes a community to raise a you yeah. know um but they're, they're learning about um, dream time and everything from like prep. Yeah. It's awesome. And our school are doing like yarning circles a couple of times a year and smoke uh, smoke ceremonies yeah, right. and like bringing the whole community together. And this the last one, there was just one First Nations bloke who came in. Oh, sorry, it was, like, it was an Aboriginal bloke. He came in with his whole traditional get up on, the paint, the didgeridoo. Yeah the uh, eucalypt leaves did a full smoking ceremony we were in a massive circle on the school oval um and they called it a yarning circle and he told us what a yarning circle is why they do yarning circles why they do smoke ceremonies um and like for half an hour just talking to us about aboriginal culture it was awesome yeah like i got pr i probably got more out of it than the kids yeah yeah but yeah. they were there they were exposed to it they're like oh wow this is like these guys are australian this is what Australia was mm. and that's is, great. and that's really know, cool. Hopefully these days through schools, through like we're seeing that we're talking about the representation on ABC and, you know, other shows and mm -hmm. things like that, our kids will get so much more of a, you know, educated worldly view of, you know, all the different perspectives yeah. compared to, you know, us and even our parents growing up. Yeah. The picture book, so the picture book authors are doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. It's just unreal. You know, like obviously Goody's got some, some out now too. But we had, um, we were lucky enough at the school. I missed the day. I don't know where I was. I was sick or whatever. Or maybe when the kids were. But we had Greg Drees, yep. Drees come out, and um, he's got a really cool book, Commonwealth, and it's essentially it's slam poetry. But what what they did and what the Year Six teachers did at that time were got the kids to actually write a slam poetry based on his pattern stuff, and then eventually he came back or whatever. I'm like, hey. Check out some of the stuff the kids did, and he was blown away by it, saying, "You know, oh, you've taken something that I've done mm. to share my message and some of this, and your kids have gotten something and taken that. Gone, he's so passionate about that. What am I passionate about? Yeah, and the things that they wanted, it's yeah. yeah. So it's really cool that it's said, so these, good. Yeah, these kids would have been like, "Who's this guy? I don't yeah. know." And then hear his story, and he comes out, and you're like, "Yep." Have you seen the curriculum change over the years around yeah. the day, or just in oh. general? Not so much of the day. Like, see, I've always been that middle school, that five, six, seven, a little bit eight, nine kind of thing. But I'm now focused five, six. And the timeline for history in regards to years, four kind of stops at the first fleet and then five hits on at the colonisation of Australia. Right. So you do look into it. The hard thing is, is probably... You can't being, go into too much being, graphic detail. De being delicate yeah. with the matter. Yeah. Um, we can't change it. It's it's the past. It's, it's history. Yeah. However, um, you know, like it brings up a lot of emotion for these kids because you come in and you talk about it. Um, and then the higher end students, so they sit there, they know more about it. Like, well, what about what happened down here? Mm. Or, you know, well, what about that one? You know, I've read about this. And so you're like, okay, well, how do I have a 
conversation. You're sort of at a good enough age there to be yeah. a semi-honest, you know? Oh, you are. And then they just, can go home and ask their parents a bit more about you it. You do try. Yeah, and you do try to be. But it's also then the, but then those terms come up like, like racist. And I'm like, we understand, yes. But we understand now. I said, I'm, you know, yeah, back then, yeah. it was, like there wasn't that understanding. I said, but now. Uh, so, but again, it comes back to what we spoke about, you know, with the authors and stuff of this. What are we going to do to change? Yeah. How are you going to change that? You know, and like you said, it's, you said that, Nick, you know, it's not so much our, for our, you know, for us and our families and our, you know, our kids to be wearing this. Yeah. Stuff, but I think it's really important as dads and, and as Australians, we mm. go, what are we going to do to change this? And like you said, instead of talking about this big divide, well, what can we do to come together? Because their culture is, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, um, and what can we learn from, from them? I think you hit the nail on the head before though, Dave. I think it's important to teach our kids more than we've been taught about it in the mm. past. Um, celebrate their culture. Um, acknowledge what's happened in the past, but also teach our kids that they're, they're not responsible for anything that happened in the past. So they shouldn't feel guilty or responsible for any of that. Um, and the sorry culture and stuff, that's like that's fine, it's been done. But I think they if we continue on this celebration and education of their culture, I think it's that's a positive step forward. Yeah. Definitely. Like coming from the firefighter side of things as well, like the Aboriginal culture. Um, like they're they're just we're learning about everything now. Yeah. Like so much stuff. I've learned stuff in my thirties that I was never taught as a kid. And like from the firefighter stuff, there's a there's a book at the moment, um, protecting the land with fire or something. I can't remember yeah. what it was. It's like, and it's beautifully illustrated. The story's beautifully told. And it's basically about the elders coming in um, and teaching, I think it's in the book, it says the white fellas or like the white yeah. people, yeah. Um, how to like protect the land with fire. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're doing it our way. And then there was all these massive bushfires because they were like, no, we're scared. Like basically we're scared of fire. We don't, Yeah. we put yeah. fire out. We don't mm-hmm. use it to against yeah. against it. Uh, anyway, and just listening to um, the, the song and reading that story, I was like, this is amazing. And because this is the stuff that we're doing now because obviously we've listened to the Aboriginal elders. This is how the land's been kept for so many years, yeah, yeah. like hundreds or thousands of years. And, yeah, now it's back to that, like we're looking after it again. Uh, well, starting to look after it again. Wow. So um, that, is, that, is that at a national level or a Queensland level that they're no, doing that? National. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's yeah. so that's awesome because I and being a teacher and that I've looked more into it as well and yeah. through this you know again through like learning with the kids like when this we talk about them you know being nomadic and you know going around and stuff like this but they were just so clever that they knew when they needed to burn mm. and move on yeah because they knew that that's what needed to get the new growth and, and what the new patterns life. they burn in and yep. yeah and then to go but we're also been here for so long so to ensure that we're not taking all of the resources yeah and off we go and then and that's how they looked after the land yeah and but also, and this is the shit we need to be teaching our kids yeah. like not because we're going to be living on the land but like thousands of years this is of how knowledge, they've yeah. yeah this is how they've survived for so fucking long we've got gps on our things just, yeah but now now our walk. wi-fi goes down for an hour and everyone loses their mind <laughs> yeah. like no bluey blackout last year <laughs> yeah. it was ridiculous at the end of last year there was a blackout up in griffin yeah. i don't know if our, about nanda but up in griffin there was a blackout for half a day people lost their <laughs> shit could you imagine back in the day? They didn't have power. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, let's move to the next area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the say, Wi-Fi might be better there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, my point is we've got GPS now to find our way. Yeah. Like when they were walk, you know, when they were traveling or whatever, they, you know, they're, they're going on their journeys or whatever, they would see a marking and know they're in, then you know, another area. And I'm like, fucking holy shit, what? Yeah. You know, like this mm-hmm. is, it's amazing things that they can, that landmark. Yeah. Yep, well, I've reached the river or I've reached this. Yes. Yeah. It's phenomenal, eh? Yeah. Growing up, we scratched the surface with, you know, some of the ceremonies they might have done at primary school mm. and things like that. There was It was never anything deep or yeah. extended. It was just like a bit of a little nod here and there. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be so different for kids these days. Oh, definitely. And just looking from the outside, it's really cool. Mm. I'm learning heaps. So but it's back to the Australia Day side of things, mm. like, yeah, if, if, the, if you want to change the date, change the date. I don't think many people actually care. Whether you change the date or not. Yeah, like I said, I think the conversations seems to be kind of evolving from that now. Yeah. Um, 
because it doesn't look like the government is going to do it. Yeah. So it's kind of, let's stop just, you know, pushing shit up a hill and yeah. you know, move on with the, the Going in a different direction, yeah. yeah. And it's working, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. And I think what's interesting about the next probably, let's see, a year to year and a half as we go through the next phase of the referendum like we are talking about earlier, um, it is going to be a divisive time again, mm. you know, with this yes-no vote. So uh, hopefully we're going to see a lot of... First Nations voice yeah, in voice parliament. parliament. Yeah, voice in parliament. Yeah, that's right. So hopefully we're going to see from an advertising point of view a lot of really smart, um, you know, interesting and, and kind of creative ways that uh, they're going to encourage people to vote yeah. um, in a positive way for that. And that really helps people who don't really care or don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it helps them have a thought and have a opinion on whether they want to vote or not. Exactly. So yeah. We have to vote, don't we? Uh, I don't really think so. Oh, really? <laughs> you get, you ah, it's get a yes fine. from me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly, if any listeners are out there and they know anybody that seriously that I, I could get in touch with on school level and stuff like that that could come in, point me in the direction of a couple of elders and stuff like that, mm-hmm. please get in touch with us. Um, we always find it very difficult to get contacts. Yeah. To get them in the schools, yeah. Yep, yep. schools, yeah, no, anything like that. Just to work with us mm. in the area, anything like that, it'd be greatly appreciated. Also, if you've got First Nation heritage and you're a dad and you've brought your kids up differently um, and are part of the culture and want to be part of the culture and promote the culture, we'd love to hear yeah. from you as well. We'd yeah. love to have a chat to mm. you on the pod because that's I'm all for that. Definitely. Happy days, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give us a spell. The dads have gone to knock the top off a cold one and have a Captain Cook. The ankle biters aren't giving their mum some strife. They'll be back in a sec. Don't blow your top. Now, boys, before we jump straight into uh, what I think are many listeners' favourite part of the episode, which is the Shit Dad Sports Wrap. Obviously. Presented by me. Yeah. Cam, um, <laughs> I wanted to share Thanks something. I think Nick's seen this, but Dave hasn't. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen this, this is a, quite amazing. This is uh, something I found on the socials from the Iowa State Fair Husband Calling Competition. Bob! 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 Hurry up! I don't want to be late! Bob, hurry! Hurry! That is the Iowa State Fair husband calling competition. I'm going to try and find more of that. that who gold. won? I want to know who that won. old lady right oh. at the end. It's no no surprise that the oldest one won. She's been doing it for years. <laughs> oh. I agree with you. That would have been funny just listening to, oh. watching it yeah. and seeing it. <laughs> so much better. So many chuckles. Oh. I love that gear. That's great. Get ready to hear about the sports you love most from a guy who doesn't love sport as much as you. It's the Shit Dad Sports Wrap. With me, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Big faking it query for Djokovic as Demon tries to end 37 match unbeaten run. Is Demon a player? Yeah, yeah. That's Demon. Demon or Aussie's best chance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I. By the time this comes out, everyone's going to know it anyway. Um, it's not looking good. Yeah, right. No, nah, definitely. Uh, the Joker is. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Ooh, I think he's about to um destroy the demon. The demon. <laughs> <laughs> Should we play that tribute song by Tenacious D? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 37 matches of unbeaten. That's great. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's crazy. 
But there was... He is an athlete. It's yeah. crazy. There was talk, obviously, with his hammy. Mm. That, you know, he's Dead set thought Demon would give him a run. Yeah. But he was faking it, you reckon? Oh, no. Nah. These aren't my headlines. Uh-huh. Okay. These are typical different. Typical Australian sports. We're just like, oh, someone's... Yeah, someone's good. Oh, they must be must be being a dog. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Clucky is set for commentary acts after Noosa Park brackets. But <laughs> 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 oh. he, he might have secured another gig co-host on Jerry Springer. <laughs> wow, that was insane. And Carlos was there just in the background, like having a rumbo. Carlos Stefanovic is an Aussie icon. I think he's the next best thing from Steve Irwin. He's smart. He wasn't getting involved or on camera. He's yeah. like, no, no. I'm not, but he I'm was not getting thrown the C-bomb at him the entire time. <laughs> Don't you say that? I, didn't, I did not see it. But um, supposedly Carl was having a bit of a dig at him live on air. Uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. without saying anything, just talking about his hamstring and stuff like this. Like, oh, my ham, my hammy's really sore. <laughs> Giving it to Clarky, but... Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. That was a pretty uh, iconic little moment in Australia. <laughs> the host of the most well, the most popular breakfast shows having a, having a biff or having it on with Clarky. Yeah. All right. Jesus Christ, AO Star goes off on a joke call, roasted for bold demand in first game of match. Explain you to see, me what's going on here. You see that one, Ben? No. No? So essentially, is it August Batista or whatever his name is? Batista August. Thank you. I just said it the other way. He, um, in the first game, Roberto, the match, in the first game of the match, uh, he got time violation on a serve. So he didn't serve in the time, and he blew up Deluxe oh. and Jerem White, and then demanded the match official to actually come out. And Jerem was like, "Well, he's not going to bother with this." Yeah, he stood his ground. They came out. And oh. he's like, I'm yeah. on break. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, yeah, they came out um, to nothing anyway for just him to have a little bitch in the first game that he got time first violated. Round. First game, oh, first like he just got knocked out. But the first game, and I'm to, to get the match official out for that in the first game, mm, not look good. But he's just been roasted all over Twitter and yeah. <laughs> everywhere. If you, don't, if you don't do it in the same way McEnroe did, no. in an entertaining way, people won't want to buy of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Did the Australian Open get more boring when Kyrgios was ruled out? Yeah, and Barty is not there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Demon's great. He's he's put in a good shift, but. I'd love to see someone who's a bit more entertaining. It's just poor boss. What a run though! Like coming up against Jocker in fourth. Yeah. But in saying that, it's been an upset tournament. One and two on men and women out. Oh wow. Yeah. Can I read out the um, the sports? Can I actually say that Dave's? This is Dave's maiden um, maiden planning session for the shit dad sports rap, and I, and he's actually nailed it. <laughs> Can I read out an a, uh, addition to this headline? Mm-hmm. Australian Open. Some massive upsets at the Australian Open in the round of 16 with heaps of unpronounceable top seeds dropping out to a heap of unpronounceable lower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that accurate enough? Hold on a second. Isn't there someone in there just called something Paul? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tommy. Tommy's Paul. There's a guy called Mamamo. Um, He's got two M's in the start of his, <laughs> his first name. His last name It's Momo, and he has a temper tantrum about an un, the unruly Aussie crowd. And I personally could not be prouder to be Australian. <laughs> they were carrying on like pork chops. The Aussie crowd, really oh, getting into it. Yeah, so good. I, I think any tennis player internationally knows that they come here that they're it's a bit more rowdy than Wimbledon. There's going to be crowds cheering, booing, jeering, yeah. yelling, doing shoeys. <laughs> Carrying on like porks and basically just showering you with shit. It's like the um the the watching um Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore <laughs> and like watching him tee off compared to all the other contestants, he's like getting the crowd all riled up and carrying on. He's the Nick Kyrgios in this situation. Mm. And then everyone else is like the rest of the unpronounceables. That is a great analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Australia is happy. (laughs) I do actually want to know. In that match that went till 4 a.m., the Murray and Kokonakis match. Oh, yeah. Were they serving piss right up until 4 a.m.? Could you imagine the Aussies in that? If you stayed there till 4. pass out. (laughs) I can't believe they made the ball. Like, I think Murray actually said it. I can't believe they made the ball boys stay that long. Yeah. But what were they going to do? Can't they just postpone it? Or? Well, well they, they did the rain delays in all the... the and that's why it was because yeah. it was rain delay, heat delay, yeah. all those outside ones. So then it went so long 
But again, it should have just been like, I know someone who's um, bore kidding down there um, and they get like, it's an hour shift. Work for an hour and then you're off oh, kind of thing. Right. Um, but I thought you would have just probably put two and two together. Going, oh, this match is looking like it's going to be pretty late. Where are our older kids? Yeah. And yeah, send yeah. the real young ones home. Like, yeah. 4am. Like, damn. Yeah, that's that's cooked, eh? Yeah. Final one for tonight. The, the Dolphins. You. You. Have an extraordinary salary cap headache. Oh. <laughs> it could land them a superstar. Two mil. Who can, Who are they signing? Camo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, the best player in all of the league. All, uh, all and, I know is. And, and who was that? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, old mate. Old matey potato. Uh, Strawberry, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it Momo? Momo, Momo. It's Michael Momo. Momo. Oh, so yeah, I looked. At, oh, I'm baffled by that. They still have a, a bit of money up their sleeve. So the rule is, in, in the salary cap, you have to spend ninety five percent of your salary. Yeah. In that year, kind of thing. Um, they've only s- spent seventy five. Oh wow! So they've still got that. They've still got two mil Bit ready cash, to go. Ready to go, and they don't have any good like superstar oh, they, players. They do have some big names. Oh, yeah, I know that too. Yeah, but they're <laughs> <laughs> but they're just they're probably just chasing that one key signing. Yeah, yeah. Broncos just signed Marty Tapao. Cheering, that's a massive signing. Cheering, it came out of nowhere too. He'll he'll smash some gym records, but I'm not sure how much on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from a Titans man, fucking hell. Anyway, all right, let's get to it. Um, the the best time of the week. I think it's definitely time to scrape into a bit of this. Shit, dad moment of the week. Can I begin the shit daddery this week, please? It happened today, as usual on recording day. It just never fails to to come through. Um, first day back at school. Both my boys were so excited to get to school and I was sitting there going, yeah, me too, man. Like I'm going to have like one kid for a day. It's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> um, and anyway, got to school. Mr. Seven goes to grade two. Loving it. Like barely said goodbye. So good. I walked out of there feeling pretty chipper and happy about myself. Um, took Mr. Five to grade one. Uh, first day of grade one. The teacher was quite strict um, and which all about it because he's a bit of a, a bit of a menace himself. Um, probably needs a bit of direction and guidance. But um, she's the first thing she's done is gone. Hands up if you can hear me. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> hand up. <laughs> uh, I was a bit bit intimidated. And then uh, then she said to the kids, "All right, lunch boxes, drink bottles, and whatever other thing it was. I want it in your hands, and I want you in two lines facing that way. Go." And I was like. <laughs> did they coming do it? from yeah they did it so, like with the parents like shuffling them into the right spot and, yeah um going from prep last year oh come on my little sweethearts of the fairy garden darlings <laughs> and now it's like get in the fucking line <laughs> um yeah so dead set got in line he was like a bit sooky and i'm like you got this i gave him the pep talk before we went to school i was like you have this you can do it big boy now i'm gonna be waiting at this spot for you at three o'clock Come out marching, son. Get excited. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've got this. Sweet. And then as soon as the teacher goes, all right, say goodbye to your parents. We're going into the class now. I was like, all right, calm down, love. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> anyway, they've all just marched into the classroom. He's just sort of waved goodbye and like sucking his thumb, a bit timid. And, yeah. and then I've gone, right, beautiful. That was easy. And just real smug and I've like, uh, elbows out, like strutting away. Yeah, that was easy. I'm out later. 20 meters away, two dads have gone, Hey, Bart, I think that's your kid. He's sprinting to me. I'm <laughs> sprinting up to me for another cuddle and crying. I'm like, Oh, why did I have to be so smug? <laughs> you should have turned around to him. Yeah, yeah. Who that's not my, that? yeah. not my kid. I didn't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Who bought that one? We spoke about this. <laughs> Gave you a pep talk and everything. What about you, Cam? Uh, mine's a bit of uh, some advice. Uh, it's, it seems silly to know that we did this. So we went to baby bunting, obviously prepping for the new one, getting a couple of things. My whole attitude with my wife is, 
We've done it twice already. Don't spend a dollar. We've got everything. Even yep. if it's old or dirty or ratty, don't care. Um, there were a couple of things we needed. So went into, yeah, into the shop. Made the mistake of going with the kids. You know, we didn't really have a choice. Um, but in hindsight, shouldn't have taken them through what is the section where they have all their little cuddly toys and dolls. Because, yeah. yeah. of course, as soon as my son gets in there, he runs up to the section that has his exact little doggy. He's got two at home. And he's like, oh, it's my dog. And he grabs about three or four off the shelf and he just starts ripping off the tags and the labels on oh, them because he no. thinks they're his. He's just ripping them all off. No. Like, oh, God. Stop. <laughs> Don't do this. Stop it. Um, so, you know, he was already he's already in a bit of a uh, feral kind of mood. Uh, and then as a part of that, we... We're prepping him to move out of his room so the baby can eventually go in there. He's going to share uh, a room with his sister. Uh, it's taken me about six months. I think my wife's finally coming around to the idea of a bunk bed. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, space maximizer. Uh, but we've, been, we've taken the complete just, um, you know, little thing off the side of his cot to stop him rolling out. Uh, before my, we went to bed the other night, my wife's like, you, you know, you check on him, you make sure he's okay. Um, and don't forget to just put, you know, the little, you know, those little fold-out couch things they've all got. Yep. Put that on the ground next to his bed. Yeah, yeah, all good. <laughs> I got this. That night, go to bed. Of course, forget to do it. Laying in bed. Thud. Oh. <laughs> Daddy. I'm like, oh, fuck. My wife's like, I'll go in. I was like, no, no, I'll go in. I'll go in. Oh, he missed the, he missed the, uh, missed the couch, yeah. you know. I didn't put it there. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Oh, that's awesome. Mine is um, mine's a little different. I had nothing. I was like on my best behavior. I even had a friend's two-year-old son's birthday. They had a little water slide and pool and stuff. And there was plenty of gold cans going around, or mangoes. Um, but the misses just before we came, was like golden. So I still can't put Miss Three and a Half to bed without a fight. It's, but mum puts her to bed, no problem at all. But it's just like the end of the world for me. If she's not home, no problem, whatever. Anyway, made a mistake. She's gone. My finger hurts. It's itchy. I've got a sore. I need a Band-Aid. Um, and we're like, no, no, no. Go to bed. And so then Mrs. said, all right, once I finish, this, finish feeding this nine-month-old and put her to bed, if you're still up and still hurting, I'll come put one in. Anyway, I'm just watching it. She's coming out of the room like three times during this. I'll go back to bed. She starts lying on the door, uh, on the ground behind the door. I'm watching her on the monitor, waiting, waiting. She hears, here's the door next to it. Open, close, straight out. Mum, I need that band aid. <laughs> comes in, puts it on. I'm sitting there going, yeah, cool. Come back in. What are you doing back out? Like, hey, Mum, it's actually this finger. Oh. <laughs> Show me. That would boil or, my piss. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, how did you miss it? <laughs> like, for once, it wasn't dad. Yes, <laughs> love that. That's so good, mate. Oh. Um, I we we've had some um, we've had something start this week that came up accidentally on the group chat mm. um, called historical shit daddery. Basically, shit your dad did to you that was pretty funny. There's some cracking ones in there. There were. Um, I'm going to read one out for you now. We've got a, a dad story from CJ. Uh, so when I was about 11 or 12, we used to go on a family road trip to Jindabyne, uh, go camping for a week or two weeks. It was fucking great times. Uh, we'd go to Threadbow, mountain bike the ski tracks because it was summer, etc. Anyway, one of the days we were driving past Threadbow River and even though it was summer, the water was colder than an Eskimo's earlobes because the snow and ice was defrosting, of course. Anyway, my dad being the genius fuckwit dared me to do a <laughs> full dip head and all. So a full dip, head and all, into the Threadbow River in my budgie smugglers for 10 bucks. <laughs> I talked him up to 50 and we had a deal. I did it and the prick never even paid me 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> never even paid me 50 bucks. <laughs> so lesson of the story, if you get paid up, uh, get paid up front for your dad, uh, your dad's just doing it for his own entertainment. Oh, that's cool. Get paid up front or your dad's just doing it for his own entertainment. CJ had quite a few, didn't he? He did. He's got a lot and I'd love to share them with you over the coming weeks. Nice. Siege. <laughs> um, we also had one from Chris um, I was about 13, 14 And my dad thought it would be funny To do the drive off stop thing uh, While I was trying to get into the car one day Been there, done it It is hilarious <laughs> um, Was funny until I ran and jumped at the same time And he hit the brakes 
He didn't think it was so funny explaining my fractured sternum, two ribs, and a new car door later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Another one from Corey. Uh, my dad had a crack at some classic conflict management when I was a kid. My brothers were having their standard weekend blow up uh, while dad was working on our granddad's truck with him. I think dad was a bit fed up by this point, so I put them both in a truck tyre and told them to sort it out amongst themselves. Needless to say, mum was not impressed. <laughs> put him in a truck tyre. <laughs> Fuck, that's awesome. We should have called this segment the shit your dad did that we can't do. Yeah. <laughs> of its time. Yeah, yeah historical <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love it. Um, Those are great. I got one more, another one from CJ. This was his taster to get me intrigued, right? The day, <laughs> the day before him, me and my sister were set for our annual inter. What on, I didn't understand that first bit. My, me and my sister were uh, set for our annual interstate road trip to see my grandparents. We went for lunch, and he got a pie and hot chips. And I said, "Salt, please." He put pepper on it, and dead set, the dude tried to convince me that it was black salt. <laughs> <laughs> Dads are back in the day. We're pretty fucking creative, hey. Oh, we're fine, guys. We're fine. Don't worry. Yeah, about I think we're doing pretty well, hey. <laughs> I've just come across another one that I, I had to share with you boys because it was I got a mad chuckle from it. <laughs> I'm in the bad dad category tonight. The wife was out at PT and I was playing spotlight hide and seek in the house in the dark. Obviously, I have to win because, you know, competition. My eldest had also asked me to scare her tonight and, of course, I'm a man of my word. Anyway, cut to the last game of the night and they couldn't find me and started to get a bit scared. When they were getting close, I gave them both a bit of a growl. They both squealed and my little one started crying. I did, I did comfort them, but gosh, I had the giggles for the next 40 minutes. Wise beyond her years, my youngest said to my wife that we shouldn't play that game again without mummy being home. <laughs> so it seems I'm going to hell and we'll be forking out more money for counselling. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. When you yeah. play with your kids and they ask you to do something, you're not going to not do it just because it's scary. And you're going to half-ass it either. No, of course. I scare the shit out of my kids all the time. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that sums up the shit dattery for the week, doesn't it? <laughs> As we say, shit dad moments. That's we're it. Not, we're not shit dads. No, exactly. 100%. And uh, that wraps up another episode. Boys, do we have any final thoughts? I've got one. Uh, one thing I saw this week as well uh, on my Bluey, Bluey Bandit Dad group. I don't know who needs to hear this, but a Bluey episode is only seven minutes long. Her parents don't play with her all day either. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, so that's good. awesome. Mine's real simple. Um, be nice to your kids' teachers, please. Because our hell's about to start. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mm. Mm-hmm. And when you drop your kids off at school, don't be smug, because it's not as easy as it was. <laughs> <laughs> or run. <laughs> yeah, run fast <laughs> and drop at the front of the school, not at the classroom. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, boys, have a great week, eh? Cheers. Bye. Whether you came for some dad advice, a laugh, or some dad hacks, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Please get involved on our socials at ShitDadPod on Instagram and TikTok or ShitDadPodcast on Facebook and, of course, the share line 07 30 40 95 45. Support the guys who keep us rolling, Black Property Group and Anytime Fitness Griffin. Add value to your house with your dad bod out. And don't forget, whether you're here for your kids daily or not, be present wherever you can because we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids.